You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heidemann and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Being experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two Guys, One Album. Wow is right. You ready for some rock and roll, everybody? This is the latest and greatest episode of Two Guys. <laughs> One album. Wow. That is an introduction. We're hitting it hard this week. I'm really excited for this episode. This is a good. You might be thinking, is that Robert Plant? That has to be a, a band from the 70s that they're going to be talking about today. And you would be completely mistaken. Yeah, you would be very, very off. So I mean, off. Close. We give, you a, we give you a shot for trying, but no, this is the one and only band, Greta Van Fleet. They're taking over the world right now yeah. with their, their 70s-inspired, Paul, as you put it, blatant ripoff of the band <laughs> Led Zeppelin. From the Fires is what it's called. It should be called From the Fires of Physical Graffiti and Houses of the Holy, which are the two <laughs> finest albums. But no, it's a. Uh, this is. They are so good. I, I And uh, they are like bringing rock and roll back to the forefront. And they are going to. I mean, holy shit. The first time I heard this, I was like, what is going on? Some of these songs are almost. I mean, I, I know it's sacrilegious to say, but. It's better than some Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> they can't all be hits. I, I think you probably just alienated half of our audience by I that, don't care. I'm a, that I, statement. I, I, I listen. I have every Led Zeppelin CD in my house, and uh, from Led Zeppelin one through five through everything. I know House of Holy is five, but uh, my point is, this is an amazing album. They are so good and they are so and they're so young they have like their whole future ahead of them they're like what 16 years old which is, makes me the most angry I think because you look back at what you were doing at 16 no they're it, not really 16 I, I was fucking with that but I think they're like 20 22 or something let's like that. take a look here yeah it's uh 13 and a half no, no. I, I'm <laughs> I got they just had their bar mitzvah in Detroit <laughs> No, they are. They're. Um, yeah, that's your job. I don't. I don't know anything about the details of their age, but I do know that they're super young, and the guy's voice. Ooh, listen to him just take on that bridge right there too. So, there is a lot of things going on with this band. It's actually a group of brothers. Josh and Jake are twenty-one-year-old twins. Well, bassist and keyboardist Sam Kiska is their 18-year-old brother, and they used to play in cover bands when they were growing up, grew up in biker bars, as they call it. In Detroit, right? Yeah, in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And now they're just kind of taking on this whole... It's unbelievable. ...persona of Led Zeppelin. I'm sure their dad has a tremendous role. How many tattoos 
over under do you think he has the on dad? his face? <laughs> on his neck? <laughs> I'm not sure. But his dad, I just picture him, you know, working the mills and saying, I've got to do something with my kids. Mm-hmm. None of them play tennis. They can't play golf. They're going to play guitars. And it's funny you say that because they're from a really interesting named town, Frankenmuth. And I'm I'm sorry for everyone from Frankenmuth, Frankenmuth. Uh, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but that song that that this is just like the the classic story of a rock and roll family, small town upbringing. Uh, the dad works in the steel mill. I'm is guessing. that right? I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm creating this story. He's probably like a lawyer. <laughs> we just made up the whole backstory. Yeah, how he's got to be something like pretty big. Yeah, who knows? Uh, you see a ghost? We we went through the whole song. What was the what was the name of that first song? By the way, we didn't even talk about the song, but it was so awesome. It's a great way to start the whole album. Um, the first song was... Uh, Let's take a look here at what that first song was called real quick. It's the Safari song. That was the first song? Yes. Such a good intro. And and, and they don't they, they tell you right away who they are. They're mm-hmm. like, listen, I know you've been waiting for Led Zeppelin to come back. <laughs> the second John coming. John Bonham died. <laughs> um, and Jimmy Page is just too old to play guitar. Mm-hmm. But we've got something for you. Robert Plant wears glasses now yeah, and he does he does those that camp for millionaires where yeah. they get to play with him. <laughs> he can't do what we do. So mm-hmm. what what what's the second song now? The second song is called On. I'm not there is no on, but it is The Edge of Darkness. Edge of Darkness. This is a little different than um the other feel. Now, you haven't heard this through, right? I haven't, so I'm going into this cold as ice. And I couldn't be more excited because I've been hearing them about their Coachella appearance, uh, about the uh, the after album they party put out. they the, had with Elton John at the Oscars. Yep, the after parties, the Rolling Stone articles. And now to hear them through and through, their first album. Dang, dude. They're really, really solid. Yeah. I mean, this is the vocals, obviously, are Robert Plant, but the music here is—it's got a little Black Crows feel to it. Mm-hmm. The crunchy guitar and the, just the, the the rhythm section is just holding it down. Yeah, it, there's there's a little bit of a resurgence you can feel. I mean, obviously, it's the Led Zeppelin feel, um, but there's been a resurgence as far as bands like Royal Blood, who are a two-piece mm-hmm. from England. And they they kind of have that gritty kind of rock sound, and it's just a bass and a drum, right. and they're doing the same kind of thing with their heavy riffs. I mean, obviously, you can go back to bands like Wolf Mother too, who have this similar sound too. Yeah. Do you want to crank it up a little bit? No, there? I just I want this is, but what you're saying is exactly true. Wolf Mother, all those all those guys, but like what they're all missing is this dude's vocals. Yes, they don't. <laughs> Nobody have has that. This. Not since Robert Plant. And it's the and the stylings too. It's not even the falsetto, but it's. I mean, there was a band called Kingdom Come in the '90s 
who had a blatant Led Zeppelin song. They were a heavier band, mm-hmm. and people gave the guy a lot of shit for for ripping off our plant. But the mm-hmm. music didn't sound like that. But these guys, they have it all. It's now, so exciting. But here's another thing, Paul. Uh, do you think that this band would be as well received if they weren't all 21 years old? If they were older? If these guys were like so. in their 60s? You're right. You make a good point. They'd be like, oh, it's just a, it's a Led Zeppelin cover band. <laughs> Which we, you know, Chicago has one of the the premier sure. Led Zeppelin cover bands, Led Zeppelin Two, Two yeah, yeah. who play at the House of Blues all the time. Right. But here's the thing: these guys are good songwriters too, mm-hmm. and these songs are adding something to it. They're making there's almost a '90s feel to it, and then there's this blues, black, crozy feel in the oh, background. Yeah. So it's like they are they're bringing something new to the table. Mm-hmm. It's, it, so it's not like just a cover band, but. I, you know, I haven't been this excited about uh, a rock band in a long time. Like, I listen to a lot of sissy rock, singer-songwriter crap. I, I readily admit to it, but, you know, my friends and I heard this album, and we were like, holy shit. We were yeah. all in uh, spring training watching the Cubs, and we all went to high school t- together listening to Led Zeppelin, wearing our mullets, and uh, and smoking pot in, in, in places, and... Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have said that last part. But um, <laughs> but no, we were all Led Zeppelin fans in, in high school, and we were all like looking at each other like, holy shit, this is the best thing that I ever heard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those first two songs are amazing. Um, what, they're, what, what, they're amazing. What, what's, what's the next song? Probably something amazing. No, some of them I didn't like, I'll be honest. They do do an Adele cover somewhere I heard too, which was kind of Really? Weird. Yeah. This is called Flower Power. This is the best song on the album. Flower Power. I like how they start with that kind of echo chambery, definitely Led Zeppelin heavy, just drum beat that kicks right into. Yeah, this is a little bit blind Melanie. Yeah, a little bit. They got the twelve string or the mandolin. It's just playing subtly. Heavy, heavy reverb and echo on that voice. I mean, that's like a, the, just the, the stylings is a blatant ripoff of House of the Holy Pipe. But it's their own lyrics. Yeah, I mean, this is all this, this is pretty. I, lo- I love it because it mixes something that's that's really been missing in rock and roll, and that's a little bit of the country flair. And country music today is, I think, the best it's ever been because I used to be solely against country music, but now they're doing something so right in that industry. Yeah. That, that And these guys, well, these guys hit on with that. Yeah, that's corporate country is really big, but these guys are, I mean, they've got soul, they've got heart, and these songs are like so passionate. It's almost like they recorded this all live. Well, it's funny you say that. The people that helped them record this album were actually veteran record executive Jason Flom, who helped launch Paramore, Lord, Kid Rock. He snatched them up and put them on a new record. Yeah. Uh, deal here, and he was able to kind of push them Jason in this Plum direction. Is a great producer. Yeah. I mean, God, the song just makes you happy. Paul is having the time of his life listening to this album right now. Everybody, it just makes you happy. This song, Flower Power. I've I've listened to this song. You know, I bought this album a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. uh, we were we were supposed to review them a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and I've been listening to it nonstop. It's so good. And and I listen. Sorry to that Cardi B needed to take Cardi their place B for took that week the spot, <laughs> but which was good too. But this is like they are they are bringing rock and roll back. Listen to this. Like 
Now, where do you find a band who of 17 and 18-year-olds? That's the that's the real question. Are they playing at the high school dances? I don't know. Their dad probably cooked them up with some gigs or Kid Rock did. <laughs> Maybe they're opening for Kid Rock. <laughs> that could be. It always it always comes it's always interesting that kind of progression of music. Oh. I mean, listen to this. It, it just starts belting it out in the middle of the song. Just imagine him playing this at his prom. <laughs> probably make everyone go crazy. How the fuck did these guys get so good? I mean, it's insane how tight they are. I mean, they must have been playing. They well, first of all, they couldn't be playing for years because they weren't even, you know, unless they started when they were like thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. So, no, not surprising. Their band, the band's earliest gigs, actually were focused heavy on Cream covers. A little yeah. Eric Clapton. They put played the occasional Bad Company tune. Um, a lot of BB King, Albert King, Freddie King. And then you know a little dabbling the buddy guy. So his, yeah. his the, the parents of these children, not children, these rock and roll soon to be legends. Children. They are children. They're playing Lollapalooza, by the way. That's it's Friday of Lollapalooza, and it's going to be amazing. You know what? I think that they're they're going to be the sleeper hit of Lollapalooza. I don't think it's. I don't think anyone's going to sleep on them. I mean, that's the one. I've never been looking forward to see a band at Lollapalooza for since in a long time but um mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. that song flower power is clearly the best song on the album the problem is it's so long that i don't know if radio is gonna cooperate but what 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 uh what do we got next that song yeah it's the first three pushing five straight. minutes flower power yeah. this next one is called a change is going to come Yes, I like it already. We're trying to figure out if this is a cover or not. Please write us in if yeah. this is. I, I love this song. You said I've, they did. They did do a cover of. They do, and you you are exactly right. This is a cover. I just got the email in from one of our favorite listeners. Uh, it's an ill-conceived version of Sam Cooke's "A Change oh, Is Gonna right. Come." Thank you, listeners, for texting us in. I was like, wait a minute, this is a cover. Yeah. But they did their own. Ver- I mean, they clearly put their own signature on it. And it's an awesome song and. The vocal the vocals again, just right up front and amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for rock and roll. I like I like this. And Sam, you know what? Can we just talk about how awesome Sam Cook is? He's good. Was there a time? Like, he's, <laughs> he's good. good. He, he's good. One of the greatest songwriters of all time. You can't turn on a Sam Cook song and not be smiling ear to ear. Uh, just ask Greta he's Van good. Fleet. Yeah. Do you know where the name came from? Uh, it was a it was a girl's name in their town, right? Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. I read oh, the article. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I read the it, article. I did my research. Named after a local woman named Gr- Gretna Van Fleet. Yeah, as, and... a, as opposed to Greta Van Susteren, Fox News <laughs> commentator. <laughs> yes, cute, but cute looking lady, yeah. very smart, very oh. intelligent, probably in m- much like Gretna Van Fleet. I would love to meet Gretna. I'm sure she's happy. You know, it's funny. I was in a band that was named after a person too, named Go Tom. I just uh, wanted to throw that out. My cover band. That's right. From uh, from the 2000. And his his name was Go Tom, right? Go Tom. Yeah, 
We got we were worried that he was going to beat us up, but it's all good. Did he? You sound no. like a little scared. I mean, he still might be after me. He's probably a big guy right now, but I think he's a doctor. He's doing well. All right, this next one is called Highway Tune. Oh, you can hear that bluesy, bluesy oh, guitar. Yeah. So Led Zeppelin took it from us, and they brought it back to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait to see them in, in, in concert. This is, I can tell, this would be a good one to come out to. I mean, they're selling out everywhere right now. And uh, it's funny, a comedian told me about them a while ago, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I heard a couple of songs. I think I heard this song first. And it's not the song that you would want to start to listen to them to, because mm-hmm. you don't really hear them. I mean, you hear a little Robert Plant, but like, it's more it's more rocky and bluesy, and you have to be familiar with their music before. But like here, it's like, listen, I mean, this is... You know, it this sounds like Led Zeppelin. Song. It's it's a Led Zeppelin. Song. It sounds a little bit more appetite for destruction than than Zeppelin. There's right a little, here. there's a little Guns N' Roses feel to it. But people said the same thing about Guns N' Roses in, in the '80s that they were they were heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin, but they took it in a whole different direction. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're, you know Led Zeppelin. That band is just. They rule. Uh, yeah. They rule. Jimmy Page, he wrote some of the greatest guitar s- solos of all time. I mean, uh, Immigrant Song to um, uh, blanking on, on most of the songs right now. Uh, the Ocean. Oh, I c- can't get enough of that. In fact, you know what? Let's just take the time to just turn on some Led Zeppelin right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that song's cool, too. I liked it a lot. But uh, the first three songs on this album were so 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 amazing that it's like hard to to meet up with for the rest of the, the EP. I, I mean, it's not even a full length album, so we can't even call it an album. Yeah, it's two guys, one EP, one EP. Mm-hmm. For this one, we make a thing. What what, what uh, what's next on the agenda? Next on the agenda is the the song called "Meet Me on the Ledge." You know, the guys like to keep it real, though. It says here on this article on RollingStone.com that they take a little swig of Jack Daniels every night, too, which I can definitely appreciate. They call it a rock and roll ritual. And you know what, Paul? Do you find that there's a lot more musicians today who are kind of straying away from the Jack Daniels and Coke and heroin and all those... They should be embracing all of them if it creates this amazing music. (laughs) That's... That is a good point to bring up. I think pot is ruining rock and roll. Pot no, makes you very lazy. But <laughs> but I'm finding a lot more bands are trying to keep the their longevity. You know. They're doing the yoga. They're yeah. doing the, the kimchi shots, wheatgrass. You need some Jack Daniels every once in a while. Yeah. That's what I did when I was in my 20s. No, I didn't do Jack. I did, I did. What was the Paul Farvar... Drink of choice. I was when he was Captain rock and roll. Morgan's and Diet Cokes. Or no, back then it wasn't Diet. It was Captain Morgan's and Coke. Oh man, and extra I, calories. Yeah, I was a thin kid back then. <laughs> but this—that's a good one. These guys can get away. They're all skinny, and they can drink Jack Daniels and and have six or seven donuts if they want, or burgers. Probably burgers is more rock and roll than donuts. Maybe make a riddle. Yeah, they probably eat a shit ton of those. Burgers. Are so good. I remember. Uh, well, I haven't had one in about 10 years, but I remember them being really tasty. I was more of a, a Chalupa and Crunchwrap <laughs> Supreme guy myself. I was thinking about you know, playing music and the drink of choice that I used to go for. And I used to play in a band here in Chicago 
uh, called Heart of the Fox, and we used to play at all the open mic spots. But we hosted an open mic, too, at a local biker bar, uh, which is now defunct. It was called The Lucky Number. And we knew the bartenders so well that they would give us free drinks and keep them coming. I mean, That's the, why they shut down. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. The bar didn't make a lot of money, but we would drink them dry. We probably drank about at least $150 worth of drinks. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. And I remember we would drink these Long Island iced teas that they would make. And we would just <laughs> That's get... That's not a rock star sm- drink. Oh, these... It, it was, was basically though. turpentine yeah. <laughs> that we would suck down. There's a lot of alcohol in those. And we would just drink those until from 9 p.m. until 2 a.m. when the open mic ended. And by the end of it, we couldn't even, like... F- I mean, I would record these videos, and you can see the slow progression. Oh, yeah. I don't know Watching how... yourself getting drunk. Oh, yeah. It was it was pretty bad. And we were just doing, like, covers. If you yeah. did... If you only took a swig like these guys did, imagine what could have happened instead of getting drunk. Oh, man. You could have been the next Led Zeppelin. I could have been Michael Van Fleet. Michael Van Fleet. I'm sure... I don't know if I would have been the next Led Zeppelin. I was... Back then, I was focusing more on... Um, um, like Kanye West acoustic covers. Oh boy! And um, yeah, some Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. Mraz. Oh, some dear. A- Adam Duritz. And uh, <laughs> those those my Jason Mraz days. I've got so many stories about. Him. <laughs> Let's what, kick uh, into the next yeah, one. Yeah, what was the next song? See, you've got the. Usually, I have the list in front of me, but you have everything this time. I don't even have my phone. I do. We'll we'll edit these parts. It's all right. It's called "Talk on the Street." Oh, this is a good song. Listen to it. It's a little different than the other ones. A little faster. You can tell the impression impersonation he's doing. Yeah, when he's hitting this. I like how the songs all resolve really quickly, like in like here it comes up right here. This is a little Janis Joplin feel too. Yeah. They're really encompassing this 60s, 70s vibe. And the here. hook comes. Yeah. I mean the that, the crunchy guitars, man! Like, how did you? I, I don't. They well, that is so premeditated that they just, you know, made the '70s sound. And I know, you know, you mentioned Wolf Mother. All those bands, so good, so solid, mm-hmm. and they create the sound. Even the White Stripes, you know, they got they were getting a lot of uh, flack for for yeah. imitating a lot of '70s stuff. But these guys, man, I have not heard anything this. Like revitalization of the '70s music in, in a long, long time. Well, you're exactly right, Paul. The way that they get this sound, I'm looking at a few of their photos. It's all Marshall half stacks plugged mm-hmm. into pedals that I'm sure that just get this great fuzz tone that you can hear in the back. Uh, and there are all these these enormous Marshall half stacks. I'm looking at a few Fender amps too, which makes that. I mean, that's yeah, that is Led Zeppelin. Right is a big fat Marshall half stack tube amp that is staring you in the face and just rocking out. And it looks like they they play they're playing um, Gibson's Les Pauls. Are you serious? Yeah, one behind his back. <laughs> and then uh, the bass looks like a Fender bass. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what uh, I don't know what uh, John Paul Jones used, but 
You can message us at two guys one one two guys one album at gmail.com if you <laughs> are a Led Zeppelin fan offended by our version. But this song again, I mean, it's not just Led Zeppelin. It's it's like you said, Janis Joplin. There's so many influences here, and it's so and they bring something to the table. It's not just a it is a blatant ripoff, but they also take it to the next level. They, yeah, ripoff isn't always bad. Yeah, we all. I mean, everyone is. It sounds like their influences, and and you know. Um, it's just the way it is. And it's not this guy's fault that he heard Robert Plant's voice and mimics it perfectly. Exactly, exactly. So what, are we supposed to not like Bruno Mars because he sounds a little bit like Michael Jackson? And Prince, yeah. And Prince. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. true. You make you a very good point. You can't always, you know, the best and most creative kind of people often take something that's already there and make it better. Yeah, it's a der- in in the legal term of copyrights, it's taking a derivative work, and what they've done is taken a derivative of this, added a whole bunch of cool shit to it. It's like it's like everyone likes everyone likes uh, a donut or an mm-hmm. apple pie, but some people like put extra cinnamon on it, and they're <laughs> you know, Led Zeppelin yeah. was an apple pie with with some ice cream on top. These guys took. The ice cream, instead of vanilla, they added cinnamon. And they're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, cinnamon ice cream? They didn't have cinnamon ice cream in the 70s. In the 70s, there was only vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. But and maybe sounds, strawberry. Sounds right. I mean, they didn't have cookies and cream. They had maybe some Hershey syrup. Yeah. And that was the most syrup, they could do. You can, you can get three flavors. It was strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. These guys took that ice cream on the apple pie, and they added cinnamon, and they added like the, the fudge and the caramel that was like whatever, mm-hmm. the kind that hardens on top. I don't know what that's called. Paul, is are you only mentioning these things because it's <laughs> really around hungry. the time of that you usually <laughs> get I usually your get my dessert donuts. break. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you are correct. You're making me really hungry. You're going really into it. I know. I'm sorry. I was you know what we should do? We should make another podcast called Two Guys One Sandwich," <laughs> and we should just like debate right? on sandwiches. Yeah. What was the best? What's the best sandwich? Two Two Guys One Donut. Yeah. Is, a, is Portillo's a sandwich? What 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 was that? What was that song called again? Everyone knows. Take on the street. Take do it. No, that's not right. Talk on the street. Talk on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what walk? What, what's next on the on the agenda? You're, you're not going to believe this. This song is called Cinnamon Donut. <laughs> oh my God! How perfect would that Black be? Black smoke rising. Oh, this, so this song is really cool. It's another one of those songs where when they resolve, it's amazing. It's coming up 30 seconds up top. There's a bridge. And here it comes. It's like the heavens open when you start singing. Wow. That sounds his his voice carries this whole band because I, I'm gonna shit on this on this band for two seconds. Go ahead. I'm listening to this guitar part and it sucks. 
the guitar part, it doesn't sound as full as I want it to sound, but holy smokes, when you kick in that bass on top of this drum beat and then his voice just adding more treble and bass than than the guitar. Like, listen to the guitar right now. Yeah. It's not full. You're right. It's just one guitar. It sounds a little bit wonky, and but the thing is, it gives it that gritty, great 70s rock vibe, but man, you are exactly right. His voice is doing everything for this song. I just love the res- resolve on the song going into the bridge, the chorus, pre-chorus. It's just so, you know, it's predictable, but it's so good. Like, simple, but man, and the layers on the voice. Mm, it's, like, it's like biting into a sweet old donut. Selling out arenas, spaces, halls, everywhere in the entire nation. Greta Van Fleet is just taking over. Is that the last song? No. That was the last song. No, I don't want it to end. Oh, we can play it over again if you want me to. I, wow. That, that was eight songs we went through? They had mm-hmm. eight songs? Wow. That really went by super quick. I mean, this is this is one of the song. Uh, this album. I, so here's the thing: it's new to me right now, mm-hmm. so it's hard to uh, to know if it's going to have the longevity. Because you know, there's when Maroon 5's debut album came out, I was like, "This is going to be the greatest thing in the world." <laughs> and Good now point. I'm like, I can't listen to one fucking song. That no, album. it's shit. So does it have longevity? I don't know, but I think they do. I think it's going to be one of those classic albums that one day we're going to go back and say, I hope these guys have a long career and I hope they keep their nose clean and they and they get their shit together and record another album because this is something that could change, revolutionize the rock and roll scene. And uh, I'm really excited about them and I'm really excited to see them uh, in live. I hope they have a, an after party show too, one of those special parties because I'm going to go and see them in an intimate room. You're going to go and hang out with some cool 21-year-olds, Paul. You know, I, I did a podcast from my other podcast, Singles Only, with Paul Hauser, Paul Walter Hauser, who's a, who was in the movie I, Tanya, and mm-hmm. he got to see them play with Elton John and I was so Damn. jealous. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's some fucking... That's some rock star. What do you status. think? What do you think their second album will sound like? How can they get better than I don't know doing this? You can only I, you can only go down. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it, they they're so good. Uh, this is one of the greatest albums of 2018, um, and uh, I, I'm going to rate it. I, my review for this is I'm going to give this. Eight. Are, what, are we oh, taking? Yeah, oh, we have to. Yeah, we gotta, I mean, you got to describe. You got to. Say it for our listeners All to right. see what, what the process for is. For those of you who don't know, our process is the most you can give this for ratings is 11, 11 likes. And that's because on social media, that's when you can no longer see the names. It just shows 11 as your number mm-hmm. if we did this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Which might be, Facebook might be obsolete by this summer. We don't even know. We don't <laughs> even know. Don't, 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 even don't know. you go against the Zuck. Anyway, so that's the most you can give it. And then obviously there's emojis and stuff like that. I am going to give this album. Wait, wait one second, Paul. Let me get you something. Eight and a half likes. Uh, 
the hang loose, the devil sign emoji. <laughs> okay. And the uh, the two fire signs. Ooh. That's that's pure rock and roll. That's pure rock. That's and the roll. most rock heavy uh, rating you've ever given on this the most podcast. Rock heavy album we've. Well, I think you've we rarely did. gone above seven. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think with with uh, Appetite for Destruction with Guns and Roses, that was a rock heavy one. I don't think I gave them the devil sign, although I probably should have. You gave. Adam Duritz and Counting Crows in 11. Yeah, that's that's Counting Crows. That's an amazing <laughs> album. But this brings out this remind I mean this brings out my youth. I mean shit, like this reminds me of of listening to Led Zeppelin in all through high school. Um because you, know, you know that's what we listened to Led Zeppelin, The Who, those were the those were the rock. Did you go to high school in the 70s? No. Unfortunately, I didn't. I feel like I did. But that's what we listened to. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody listened to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I, I remember listening to them on the Pace bus as I would take my the bus to Marion Central in Woodstock, Illinois, and I'd put on the, the skip protector because I just wanted to I keep that rock going. Yeah. It would be so good. Or just put it on random shuffle. You don't know what's going to play. You, you never know. And then, and this is when I would need to go through the library to get my Led Zeppelin albums too. Oh, no. Do people even do that anymore? No. Such a dork. I bought I bought every Led Zeppelin album. Um, at my freshman year in high school because my friend, actually my friend Colby Payne, who's still one of my best friends, mm-hmm. uh, he he introduced me to Led Zeppelin. I think it was him. I don't know. My brother His name is Kobe Payne. Colby. Colby Payne. Yeah. That's Shout a kick-ass name. Yeah. That'd be a good name for a band. Cool. That's true. Greta Van He's Fleet. A, he plays bass in a band. Too. Opening up for Colby Payne. That should be. That would be. So what's what's your review? You didn't really get a chance to really listen to it, so I don't know if that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I, I, I thought a, you listened to it before. So. I, I I've heard um I've heard some songs. Like I knew what the feel of the album was going to be like because I heard the, the little bits and pieces there, and it was a good snackable bite-sized bit of the album that we just heard on the podcast, but I think that I'm going to give it six likes. Wow. Six likes. I'm I'm staying steady. Well, I want to be able to like their second album even more, or when they do come out with the full-length album. I want to be oh, able to. Oh, that's right. You're penalizing them for not being a full length album. Yes. Sorry, Greta Van Fleet. Okay. I'm giving you a, a lower you score than I would want, but um, I'm going to give them the the six likes. Very well deserved. Right. I'll give them a flame too. And then, of course, the tasty donut emoji. <laughs> Because this was a emoji. this was a tasty cinnamon donut, if I do say so myself. There's no cinnamon donut emoji. There should be. There should be. What are we putting? You you can't come up with your own emoji anymore. Uh, no, they got to be real things. You can't just make up emojis on this show. We're an accurate show. Anything but accurate. We are nothing if we're not accurate. <laughs> Get it right, Michael. <laughs> Hold on. That's a low. <laughs> that was that was my own. The, that's a low rating for you, um, but the, you know you're entitled to your opinions. I, I feel maybe if there were some skits, you probably would have liked it better. <laughs> I maybe acted out some some Kanye skits. Could you if they did like some 1970s like Sanford and Son skits or like maybe like a Happy Days? Throw it in there. That's I, true. I think that'd be nice. Very Led Zeppelin esque because Led Zeppelin had a lot of skits. That would be a funny skit to do like a Happy Days album on like just the 
70s rock. Well, Weezer did a commercial, or they did a, a, a video. Yeah, directed by Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah. One of his like main, uh, the first things that really put him on the map. Yeah. Six. Well, I mean, you don't have to give that Weezer music video seven donuts. <laughs> you're just you're gonna go get a donut. <laughs> you made me hungry, man. Good. That's what we're doing. We need to get a donut sponsor. What? Yes. Um. Well, that you guys, if you have a album that changed your life or that you think we should review, we've get we're getting a lot of uh requests mm-hmm. and uh and we appreciate it so keep them coming two guys one album uh at gmail.com or you can find me on uh on on the internets which is uh on facebook it's facebook backslash paul f comedy you can reach me there or on twitter paul farvar and uh instagram paul farvar as well i'm gonna like all your shit paul yeah please do you can find me mike heideman at mikeheideman.com michaelheideman.com and you can search Sound Sessions, which is my other music podcast, uh, but you should listen to this one. This yeah. is kind of like the umbrella of uh, music podcasts right. here in Chicago. Um, you can search uh, Two Guys, One Album on the WGN Radio site, so WGNRadio.com. And please contact us, Two Guys, One Album at gmail.com. Let us know your albums. Let us know what you think about the podcast, how we can make it better. And just, you know what? If you if you like it, we'd love to hear from you. We'll always contact you back, and who knows, maybe we'll give away a prize or two yeah. in the next few weeks. Review us too, subscribe, all that crap. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah, this is two guys, one album.